Pal Kamakau with your host, Andrew Glarn. And Chris Ramos. Today, we are going to talk about the world of the what if. With what if Peter Parker became the Punisher. What if. Yes. When was this written? This was written in December of 2018. That's not bad. No. We're not that old right now. Yep, we're we're not. <laughs> At right. least I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so though I, I picked up on that. So the what ifs are the uh Marvels just having fun and they pass off their stories to some writers and artists and they say, You can write a what if, uh keep it in whatever time frame or world or run you want and just have fun with it. So yep. I always thought that was no pretty consequences, awesome. no handlebars, go for it. Yeah. So this one actually started off pretty awesome because the way that I, so the first thing I thought was funny and I didn't really notice it until I was reading it, but when I read a what if it's like you're playing detective because you're like, that's the same. That's mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the change. You know, like yeah. you, like you want to be like, I know how this went to begin with and I've noticed the change. You like, you feel like I found it. You yeah. Know? Um, this story is also written by Carl Potts. Artist was Juan Ramirez and Rochelle Rosenberg. And then, so I, I got to meet both the writer and the colorist, and they both really had an amazing time writing this. Carl Potts said, oh, this was a really fun story to write. Rochelle Rosenberg, she I, I definitely complimented her about her use of coloring and lighting and this series because I, I think it definitely adds to the tones and um, brings out the emotion that this uh, comic had. Is that why they're both signed on your cover there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> single issues are fun because, you know, you still want to have a little single issue collection, even though the podcast, we always talk about hardcover co- collected editions. Uh, it is fun to just go, you know, either old school or just go into, in, you know, that that intimate one single issue, one single story start to finish and that's what a what if is yep. starts and ends in one issue that's right so peter parker starts off kind of similar how we started off in our spider-man omnibus where he's fighting for money and you know he's still kind of has that different not the great power comes with great uh, responsibility aspect. Mm-hmm. He, he thinks that's kind of like the second or later. Yeah, he gets his powers the same. He's kind of like, all right, I got powers now. Let's do this. But uh, he makes his own costume, and that's sort of the first like, wait a minute. So he makes his own costume, and yes. it's black. Yep. Like he's going to track down the guy who killed Uncle Ben, and he makes his costume. He, he kicks the crap out of him, but his first costume that he makes is the black spider-man costume and then he adds a skull in front of it instead of the spider yeah, the punisher skull on the front yeah because he right away just feels like i am going to be this vengeful you know skull thing you know You're right so it is kind of it goes along with the story pretty well actually and it's yeah. a pretty good story just right off the bat it starts right. right away yep has really good pacing about it it doesn't drag or slow down it it keeps really good pacing about it. That's what I really like about it. And the excitement and the action of it is really cool. Um, still kind of follows the same tropes. Like uh, the Daily Bugle pu- publishes the 
Punishing Spider terrorizes the city. Yeah, I'm like no matter. <laughs> so it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> you can just never get away from that, right? Still the menacing spider, but it it definitely grounds it really hard. And he's still a photographer. Still starts out like that. Yeah, and uh, but he's still in for the money, you know, trying to get the best out of he can. And he finally starts getting super villains. Yeah, he gets like his own. Um, Sinister Six. And, yep. you know, the, the the fun thing about doing a what if on Spider-Man is there's there's still basic rules that I think you always have to have to define Spider-Man. And number one is Uncle Ben's got to go. Yep. You know, sorry, everyone. Uncle mm-hmm. Ben dies in every story. Yep. Um, and, you know, the other fun thing about it is Spider-Man's known for his rogues gallery, so you just cannot leave them out of the comic. Right. Um, the funny thing in this one is that he dispatches with them pretty fast. He just yes. says, you know what? I don't need to do this non-lethal force stuff. And he, yeah, he's he, like, that, that won't <laughs> solve the problem. And, and so uh, I believe he he puts like a little like mini, uh, instead of his web shooters, he still has that, but he also like puts a like a little pistol or something. On. Yeah, and they like, become pistols. Yeah. And he has a utility belt, which yep. is really funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it's, in uh, there? Yeah, it's like a, a mix between the traditional Punisher and Batman, I think with his utility belt. You know? Maybe he has more bullets in there. Right. Yeah. Weird <laughs> ones. And they're not rubber bullets. They're they're the true thing. And it's like he he dispatches them right away, so they don't have this longevity. The only one he can't take care of is the Green Goblin. Yeah, which actually, so he takes he takes all his villains out, and then he says, "I did it." You know, there's yep. like a part in the comic where he's like, "I did, I did it. it. I'm done. Yep. Uh, the city is saved." And he stops being the Punisher Spider-Man. He goes to school. He gets his degree and all that stuff. Yep. You know, he's like, "I'm gonna start a life." And with Gwen Stacy. And- yeah, he, he goes to Gwen Stacy before Mary Jane, um, which is always cool to see that yeah. played up. Don't forget that. Gwen Stacy was number one. No, oh, <laughs> oh, I did forget that. So, yeah, um, look at me go. Um, but, yeah, and so that was super cool to, you know, see that more develop and, like, the torment and everything that Spider-Man brings about him and just this harshness. This, he's still, like, a little quippy, but it's very seldom. So, you know, for me, one of the, the things that I know is too, the Green Goblin knows his identity, right? Yes. So it, it's, it's always kind of like uh, an important factor for me is that if you're a villain of a superhero and you know their identity, either you become like their biggest villain, their biggest fan, you know, like that, that they just feel like they have this shared quality with the superhero, you know? And so they always sort of feel like they're on top, you know? So the green goblin always felt like I'm above everyone else because I know his real identity. And most of his rogues gallery doesn't. Doesn't. No, that's true. Yeah. Very, I was, they might've retconned it sometimes if they did find out just to make the story go, but, but he's like, I know you Parker and he keeps calling him Parker. And then Uh, Gwen Stacy's like, wait a minute. And then she puts two and two. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But, uh, it, it was very dramatic. And I think when they reenacted, um, the death of Gwen Stacy, I think this is why they wrote it. Yeah, that's or, or where they got the idea or spinoff from was like, hey, what can we do to that story? Right. And so, you know, again, I think that goes back to, you know, Gwen Stacy always has to be sort of that um, 
um, in distress. You know, she's always the the love story that never happened. Yeah, and, the one the the one that got away, uh, but <laughs> uh, literally the one that fell away. Yep. And so, <laughs> but uh, I think the um, the story still holds true. I mean, they set him up very early to say this is the punishing Spider Man, and he still is like all lethal force, uh, and it and it catches up to him a little bit. But um, we don't want to ruin the ultimate ending. Ultimate, but right. Um, I I think that you know you you can see that Peter Parker has either wants to be um, a vengeful Spider-Man or maybe he wants to lead a normal life. Yeah, and that's sort of where this comic heads towards the end, and you don't know which way this is going to go. Right. But I see. I, I like the part that they did include, which was they still introduced the character of Frank Castle. Yeah. So at the end, um, it, there's a, a a news blurb that says Hector Montoya is uh, still in the Costa family uh, uh, crime war, yeah. and you're like, wait a minute, that's the crime war that Frank Castle, the real Punisher, got caught in, and his whole yep. family. So got yeah, shot. that still happens. Like the Punisher's origin still happens. But it's um, almost like an after, like, uh, like he wasn't the original Punisher. Is that yeah, what you're trying to say? I think so. <laughs> I, yeah, that and that's a cool concept to also equip with that is like he was he was distressed. He was looking for a solution and something, and then he ended up finding the Punisher costume. What was his inspiration? Yeah. He was inspired Very by the Punisher, Punisher, who was Spider Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I definitely, this is one of my favorite what ifs, and I, I'm glad we got to cover it. It's, it's super cool, and I, I really like the art in it. It's, it's really uh, catching to the eye. Um, and it's an it, easy read, and it's it an keeps easy read the story and, going. It keeps yeah. there's no dull moments, and as far as like a single issue, it's fun, really fun. Yeah. So, thanks for tuning in for the special What If of Peter Parker Became the Punisher episode. Stay tuned for more What If Adventures. See you around.